Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I am the host of Fides Podcast. Who am I? I'm just a guy interested in speaking the truth. What does Fides mean? I'm sure that that's what you were thinking. Fides is Latin for faith, belief, and truth. In this crazy world we live in, I wanted to bring some more truth-telling and education to those willing to listen. I want to discuss and debate those that have different beliefs so that we can understand each other and all of you can hear two perspectives. But there is only one truth, only one fides, and that is what you will find. Enjoy. Okay, welcome to uh, Fides Podcast. Really great to have everybody here today uh, for the 10th episode that I've come out with. Really excited about uh, episode number 10. Really excited about excited about my guest today and where he's from. So my guest today is Michael Murray. Uh, I was introduced to him through a friend of mine uh, who uh, has some kids that go to Hillsdale College, where Michael works currently. Uh, Michael is the uh, legal counsel and executive director of GIFT and estate planning at Hillsdale College. Hillsdale is located in Hillsdale, Michigan, uh, the southern uh, central portion of Michigan, um, just north of uh, northwest of Toledo, I guess, for those of us from Ohio. And Michael is also a Marine. Uh, so thank you for your service. And Michael, thank you for being here. And maybe just give me a quick uh, overview of what you do and how long have you bet you've been in Hillsdale. Well, Jerry, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Thank you for the invitation and the opportunity. Um, so I've been uh, just over nine years. I celebrated my ninth year on August 15th with Hillsdale College. Great. Um, my first role there, actually, I was hired to uh, build a team in the career services office. Hillsdale had uh, recognized the gap, uh, if you will, that they had um, with career services and helping students um, connect with uh, employers for internships and jobs. They had uh, had kind of been stuck in the, what I would say the eighties a little bit. They had one person doing that. And um, I was hired to build out a team and to uh, get a little more proactive in that. So I did that for my first four years. And then um, in 2016, I uh, went over to institutional advancement. So the fundraising arm of Hillsdale College. And because I'm a, a lawyer by trade, mm -hmm. uh, and I hope your listeners don't hold that against me, um, <laughs> I, uh, I stepped into the role of uh, legal counsel and running our gift and estate planning team. And um, that's basically, we work with, uh, with uh, supporters of the college who want to uh, leave us um, or make us part of their estate. So we have, um, you know, if they want to make a bequest or if they want to use some of, the, um, uh, some of the vehicles and platforms that are out there, charitable remainder trusts, gift mm -hmm. annuities and things like that. So it's a, it's a real blessing to work for the college. Um, it is, is a mission oriented institution and that's what drew me in. Yeah. And, um, it's just been, it's been great, uh, working there and I, uh, it's, it's a real blessing. Yeah, that's great. I, I've gotten to learn a lot about Hillsdale, uh, over the last handful of years as, as I'm getting ready for my first experience of a, a son going off to college, um, and Hillsdale's we're definitely looking at what, what I think is important for people to note is that Hillsdale which is unique about them is they do not take any government money, correct? That is correct. And, uh, and maybe I can, if you want, I can just yeah. give you the kind of, the kind of the Hillsdale history and hopefully a, a few minutes. Yeah. I love um, it. 
Hillsdale was founded in um, 1844 by free will Baptist abolitionists um, in just outside Jackson, Michigan. In fact, two of the founders um, wrote the plank in the Republican Party platform to abolish slavery. The Republican Party, for, uh, for those that didn't know, was founded in Jackson, Michigan uh, in the 1840s and, um, or early 1850s. And um, so we are, by our research, the first institution of, liar, of higher learning in, in the world to have a non-discriminatory provision in the charter of the college. Mm. Um, so the, the, the founders said they would not discriminate on race, uh, religion, creed, color. And um, so right from the beginning, we were completely integrated um, with uh, black students. Um, during the Civil War, uh, we had over 400 uh, students and alums who served in the Union Army, uh, two Medal of Honor recipients, one who actually earned two Medal of Honors. And, um, and the campus pretty much shut down almost uh, because of that. Uh, after the Civil War, uh, we had Frederick Douglass actually spoke twice on campus um, yeah. around that t- same time period. Um, we broke the affiliation with the, the Free Will Baptist, uh, but we have been a, a Christian college mm-hmm. um, for our history. And um, we were fully integrated. We were the first uh, college in the state of Michigan to uh, uh, confer a four-year degree on women before the University of Michigan did it. Um, and uh, in the 1920s, uh, we actually had an ROTC unit, but because it was integrated and the position of the Department of War at the time was segregation, um, we had to disband that. In the 1950s, our football team uh, was invited to play down in the what was then the Tangerine Bowl, the forerunner to the Citrus Bowl, and had to decline uh, the invitation because they wouldn't let um, our black players play. Um, wow. <clears throat> in the 1960s, you know, the federal government did, get, did not get into higher education. Um, until the space race in the late 50s, early 60s. And a number of private schools, especially liberal arts colleges, pledged that they weren't going to take federal government money because they thought that was a slippery slope. Well, everybody reversed course fairly quick when the money started coming out. Hillsdale did not. Um, in the uh, 19, late 1970s, the newly created Department of Education wanted to ensure that uh, all colleges were in, uh, complying with Title IX. Hillsdale, so they wanted our demographical information, uh, and Hillsdale said, we don't keep that information. We have a higher standard than Title IX, and so we, we can't give it to you, and they said, well, you need to give it to us, and it ended up in the court system, and uh, it ended up in front of the Supreme Court with some other schools, and the Supreme Court ruled that because our students received uh, indirect federal funds through uh, Pell Grants and guaranteed student loans that we had to provide the information. At that point in 1984, Hillsdale made a decision that we wouldn't let our students take that money, and that's where our um, our position as we we take no federal or state funds at all, and that's how it's carried through. So we found ways to replace that money through our generous benefactors, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able to do that. Wow! So that, that history that you just gave me about um, uh, sec- uh, desegregation and um, in, in the like, I had, I did not know that was new to me. So that was really great to hear, especially with, uh, all that's going on right now, quite frankly. Uh, that's really cool. That's really neat. And, um, and just, I just learned something. Um, so what's, um, you, you know, the thing about Hillsdale too, is that, is that they do have a unique, uh, education style or a learning style and how they teach. 
Um, could you speak to that a little bit and what's what it's like there as far as how they, I guess, engage the students versus, quite frankly, a lot of the typical at universities? Well, uh, first and foremost, we are a, a classical liberal arts school. So we believe there are just some things worth knowing, um, mm -hmm. the true, the good, and the beautiful. So it's important for our students to understand human nature. Uh, now, how do we do that? Um, uh, you mentioned uh, my Marine Corps background. Uh, yep. What I found early on at Hillsdale uh, was um, Hillsdale is much like Marine Corps boot camp. Uh, intellectually, we break our students down. Um, and we help them understand um, the foundation of learning. Uh, we go to the source documents. Um, we break them down, uh, you know, intellectually, and we do it and we humble them a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. The average incoming GPA of a freshman is 3.9 with an ACT of 31. The average first semester GPA of a freshman is 2.8. Um, so, uh, we humble them a little bit in that mm -hmm. process, which is not a bad thing. Right. And we give them a, a, a good foundation. So our students, uh, for example, um, you know, everybody's required to take our core curriculum is very demanding. Um, it includes that they have to take a constitutional history class in that constitutional history class. We do not read uh, a textbook that is someone's interpretation of the constitution we go to the source documents. Right. So they look at the Magna Carta. They look at the Federalist Papers, the Anti-Federalist. They look at Thomas Locke. Um, they look at all the things that the founders looked at to come up with the Declaration and the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And they learn from those source documents. And they do that in all their other classes as well. So um, I think that's unique um, for Hillsdale. And it's something uh, that I have come to appreciate a great deal. I have a daughter who's going to be a senior. And uh, it's clear to me that we do not teach our students what to think. Right. We teach them how to think. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a, is a big distinction in today's um, landscape of higher education, which I think is a, is a little bit in disarray, if you, if you ask me. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think that that's, uh, that's great that you talked about you, you teach them how to think instead of what to think, because I think we see and hear so much today about students who go off to college and they essentially become indoctrinated, right, if, if, if I can use that word, um, and they're told what to think, but they're not taught how to come to conclusions with logic and evidence, and I think the Constitution is really a great one because we are seeing that if, essentially, that if you're a college student, you're probably socialist, quite frankly. <laughs> you, you know, and I don't think you can come out of Hillsdale being a socialist. No, Would I be you wrong? can't. <laughs> uh, I think I think the the odds of it happening would be a be pretty uh, great. Mm. However, I I would I would say this to you: if there was somebody who came into Hillsdale or along their way um, started looking at the tenets of socialism. Um, they'd be the mo most articulate socialist they out would. there. Yeah, they would <laughs> be, able be able to have a great argument with you, right? They, they yeah. would, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think um, I think that's uh, you know that's an important point to make out. Uh, we have a you know it's funny we have a, a college Democrats club mm -hmm. and we have a college Republican club. Yep. We have our faculty members. You know are are you know like many faculty members they're in in all colleges they're deep thinkers and they think about these problems and they tend to you know they might not be as conservative as some of our 
um, as uh, as some of our uh, uh, supporters. Um, but they uh, again, they know how to have an argument right. and they're willing to stand up. And and what I like is they're letting the students uh, determine what they think. And then and then they're teaching them how to defend what they think and what they believe. And I think that's important. Right. That's, that's great. And, and I and I agree. I, I don't ever want a campus where, for example, there isn't uh, counter thoughts or or discussion on the opposing view and stuff. I think it's it's helpful to be challenged and let people, um, you know, be challenged and then they're forced to defend their position. Right. Yeah. I think that that's what, really key. What I like uh, and I can tell you a quick little story that yeah. this is where kind of crystallized for me when I um, my last tour on active duty in the Marine Corps was from 1999 to 2001 at the University of Michigan I was the Marine officer instructor in the Naval ROTC unit so I was on faculty um, at U of M and and I taught a couple history classes military history class uh, the history of amphibious warfare and evolution of warfare so we're we're looking at you know we're looking at uh, I'm teaching about World War II and one of the things we talked about after World War II was we talked about reconstruction of Europe and the Marshall Plan. And I'm going over kind of some of that. And one of the students in my class kind of raises his hand and he's like, hey, sir, I don't think that's right. And I, and I kind of and I said, well, what do you mean you don't think that's right? And we and I said, it's there's not really right or wrong in this. I'm just stating a historical fact. And he said, well, you know, I'm taking a European history class. And, you know, we're talking about the same subject and that is not what I'm learning in that class. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was like, okay, so we, we moved on. And after class, I, I talked to him in a little greater detail. And then I, um, I said, Hey, who's the professor? And then I, I called the professor and I just said, Hey, would it be okay if I sit in on your class? I'm just curious to, you know, I'm just learning and I'm, you know, seeing how things are done here at U of M. And, and I sat in on the class. Now it was clear to me that this individual did not agree with some of the United States policies during reconstruction of Europe and some of the things we did. And that was coming across in the manner in which he was teaching. And he, and he was using, he was, he was pushing up what I would call a political bias or a, a kind of revisionist history, if you will, right. in my opinion. So it was kind of funny when I, I took the job in July at Hillsdale and there were no students and class wasn't in session. And I had known Hillsdale because I had some friends that went there, and I know of its conservative nature. And so I thought when I got to Hillsdale, I was going to kind of see kind of the opposite. And I remember sitting in on a class. I remember reading the biography of the, of the of the professor, and I remember a subject came up, and the student had made a statement, and uh, which which I would take to be a conservative position mm-hmm. in the way he was talking, and the professor. What I witnessed then for the next 10 minutes was the professor kind of eat this kid up and spit him out, yeah. taking the different position and taking the which and I, to the point of I was like, OK, I read this guy wrong. And uh, and and this is where he kind of won me over at the end as the class was wrapping up. He said to the students, he said, hey, he said, you know, what you just witnessed there is, is something that you're going to have to make sure you do in every class here. You know, you have to learn how to fend to defend a position, how to make an argument, because that's what's important here. Uh, and he's like, I'm not picking sides on this issue at all. I said, you know, he said, he's like, I, he's like, obviously, I just articulated the other side. Right. He said, but that's because I understand the other side. And I'm not telling you which side I support. Mm-hmm. And it just it kind of it yeah. spoke to me and said, you know, that's what learning should be about. 
Yeah, that's a great story. It's really, it's really interesting that I deal with that just myself when, especially with political issues, if I have an overall perspective and then someone challenges me somehow and I don't have an answer or, or a very good one, I go and I try to learn more about it, you know, and I think that that's helpful and you'll use it certainly in any career that you choose after college, right? Anything, I, I would presume law would be a huge one where you need to be able to defend your argument, right? So um, that's a great, that's a great skill uh, and trait that they, uh, they instill. So I love that. I love that a lot. Um, well, this, this has been awesome. I, I've learned a, a ton. I could probably talk to you for a lot longer. I did want to bring up um, um, something for anyone listening who maybe doesn't know much or anything about Hillsdale. Uh, to, you know, to go to uh, hillsdale.edu if you want to just look into the college a little bit. Um, if you're interested, um, you can get a free monthly subscription to uh, what they call Imprimus. And it's on the website, and you can just subscribe to it, and you get an email sent. Um, do you mind, real quick? I could myself, but you'll probably do it way better than me. Just explain what Imprimus is, and and what people can get from it on a monthly basis. Yeah, Imprimus is our is our weekly, uh, or I'm sorry, our monthly speech digest of uh, of the college. So we have a number of activities over the year, uh, over the course of a year, where we have speakers come to campus or to our events that are held uh, throughout the country. And they're focused on something that has got to do with maybe civil and religious liberty, something that's cultural, economic, political, educational issues. So it's going to be a timely topic. And, uh, and we take that speech and we put it in this, uh, in this little pamphlet. You can get a hard copy, too. I'm a, I'm a little old school. I like to have something in my hands when I'm yeah. reading it. And, um, and uh, it started in 1972, and uh, it has grown over the years. And now we are just over we, – we publish uh, $5 million a month and send those out to people wow. throughout the country. So um, I'm just uh, – I was just looking. When, uh, our most recent one, July, August, we only do 10. We kind of combine some of the summer months because we don't have as many activities. Okay. But it's um, American Sports Are Letting Down America by Jason Whitlock. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the most recent one. And then the one before that, we had um, – uh, Heather MacArthur, Heather McDonald, uh, and she wrote about four months of unprecedented, unprecedented government malfeasance. I think you've read that one, okay. um, yeah. and I think that's a pretty good one too. But you can go to our, our website hillsdale.edu, and along the top of the website, you can click on Imprimus, or you can do imprimus.hillsdale.edu. And Imprimus is I M P R I M I S. Imprimus, and that's uh, Latin, I believe, for first things. Um, of the first things, and uh, it's just a great tool, and it's uh, it's very popular amongst our supporters, and it's it's a it's really the 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 main vehicle where a, a majority of our uh, supporters are first introduced to Hillsdale. Great, yeah, it, I would definitely recommend it to anybody, especially parents, if you want to uh, learn. But anyone who's just looking to learn and understand uh, the philosophy overall of Hillsdale and the type of uh, the type of things you'll get there. So, yeah, I really enjoy it. Please, uh, anyone listening, please go. And and speaking of Latin names, my podcast is Fides Podcast, which is Latin for truth. Um, 
and um, hopefully we got a little bit of truth here today. We certainly got some great information, and again, I learned a lot about the starting of Hillsdale, which I did not know, and it was really great to hear, again, especially right now with all that's going on. So um, Michael Murray from, from Hillsdale College, thank you a ton for being here. I really appreciate it, and I'd love to have you back on another time. Well, thank you very much, Jerry. It's been a, it's been a joy, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. And I wish you the best. Uh, continue success with your podcast. I've listened to a few, and they're very good. Oh, good. I'll be, you've got a good listener here. Oh, good. Thank, <laughs> thanks, Michael. I appreciate it so much. All right. Well, take care and have a great, uh, great rest of the day. Okay. You too. Bye. God bless.